co-host and COVID ed sports editor Jake Summersheim. Unfortunately, I don't have my normal co-host with me, but we've got an even better replacement. We've got one of our reporters, Darnisha Mitchell. How's it going, Darnisha? I'm doing pretty well. I'm tired from the week, but I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I think everyone is extremely ready for a break. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're like a little less than a week away from the opening of men's and women's basketball. Ooh. Very exciting. We haven't had sports since like Forever. October, <laughs> or not October, March like seventh or something. I think. Forever, basically. Yeah, pretty much forever. <laughs> um, so everyone's looking forward to it. Um, I think the women are gonna have a pretty strong season. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the big reporter. You wanna? What are your thoughts on how ISU is gonna do this year? I'm honestly just hoping that they can pick up where they left off from last season. I mean, of course, I know that's going to be kind of a different with TT and Lexi being gone, but I'm really rooting for them and really hoping that they, yeah, like I said, they can pick up where they left off from last season. They had such an incredible run, um, really had high hopes and just so many goals going into last season. So, and I think they're, they're I think they're going to do pretty well. I love the talent that Gillespie picked up with Deanna Wilson, um, Kate Bullman, and uh, Jasmine McGinnis-Taylor. I think they're all going to be very good pieces to this team and really fit in with the togetherness and winning culture. And, you know, they've had a history of finishing better than they had, you know, as far as the preseason polls. They do. They tend to come out and do a lot better than predicted. So I'm hoping the same thing can be can happen this upcoming season but i think they're gonna do pretty good yeah you mentioned on them losing like lexi and tt which are gonna be a pretty big impact but i still Mm -hmm. think isu has plenty of players that can step up and uh you know take that leadership role i really expect like juju redmond to Mm -hmm. really be the court general this year she was she was a court general last year and she didn't even start it she came off the bench and just controlled the game for isu which was really impressive Mm -hmm. um i think mary crompton this is probably the year she steps into her own i've been saying since my freshman year when i was on the women's basketball beat that i think she was going to be talented oh yeah for sure i definitely expecting growth from her this year i call her the three-pointer machine and i definitely expect her to come out and do the same thing she had a good little run last year, but then cooled off by the around the time they were, you know, going to get canceled. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you mentioned like very early in your like preview that um, you'd like to see where they could pick off since uh, pick up from this long break. Um, they had four straight wins going into the end of the year last year. If they would be able to, you know, turn a corner on that, Gillespie's a, honestly a great coach. Yeah. She's, done so much for this program in the literally four years she's been here yeah like i i talked to her actually going into um when they were about to go into the tournament last season and she was just saying you know just how proud she is of just not only the players but like the staff that she has around her to come in and turn this program around in just the what little over three years that she's been here it's just been tremendous and i remember her saying that you know they had high hopes of, of course, winning the championship and even becoming the best mid-major program in the country. Like, that's just how high her goals are for this team, and that's just how much confidence that she has in this program. And it's awesome. It's like, And she's been just showing the promise that she brings to this program over these last few years. So I'm just excited to see what she continues to do. 
Yeah, I'm really. I really think those goals are attainable for her. Uh, she's done like re- besides the coaching, like you mentioned. Her staff is great that she's put together, and her her and her staff are great at recruiting. They get quality transfers yeah. every year. Um, Deanna Wilson, mm-hmm. TT Magic was a transfer. Yeah. Um, Juju Redmond was a transfer. Mm-hmm. They they just got a new freshman in Katie Bowman who looks like she could do a lot. Yeah. Uh, and Jasmine McKenna's Taylor also another mm-hmm. another new player um, that this staff has been able to bring into ISU. Yeah, and they bring that in from developing the winning culture. And I think uh, Jasmine was saying um, when she had decided to come to ISU, that's what attracted her. And so if they just continue on to have that winning culture and you know build, build the pieces in, the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, um, they were picked fifth, right, in yeah. the preseason pool. Mm-hmm. That's definitely low. I think. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I'd put them at third. I think yeah. they could be in the top three, though, higher than that. Yeah, they got they got they need to start bringing these ratings up, man. Like put some put some more confidence in them. Like they they definitely have the potential. Yeah, Come on, I, man. I definitely think they have a chance to make a decent run. Um, you wrote a column about um, the women's basketball team. What did you say in it? Um, I think kind of pretty much what I said now is that you know I was looking forward to. Yeah, then, like I said, picking up from where they left off, they had just such great confidence, great, just great team chemistry, like the like the togetherness and everything that they have in that team, I thought was what really made them so special. There's no egos or anything. They're just all humble and just coming together and win. Their work ethic, their drive was just incredible. And so I was just saying that I hope that they can be able to bring that into this season. And I think the players that they picked up in – Wilson, uh, Bowman, and McGinnis-Taylor, I think they'll be great additions to that. They're def- they totally are um, are in with what Gillespie has built as far as the culture of this team. Um, just ca- And I also talked about, too, just kind of what I'm expecting for each of the players. We mentioned uh, Juju Redman. Looking forward to her being t- stepping up because she's technically now the leading scorer of that team. So looking for her to be, like, you know, the leader, the face of the women's basketball Crompton, like we talked about, um, and just kind of what I think also too would help them to be better than they were last season. Um, I talked about just kind of what would be like key for them as far as wins. I think if they were to win more games versus the Missouri Valley Conference teams, they were I think eleven and seven versus MVC teams last season. So I would like to see them just get more uh, wins against. The MVC, especially since, you know, that's pretty much their the bulk of their season. You know, they don't really have too much of a non-conference season as of right now. So getting more of those wins, and if they are to announce more um, non-conference schedule games to get more of those key wins like they did last season. They had a big win versus Missouri State and U of I. So I think if they pick up more of those wins, they'll be awesome. Yeah, they – um Right now, the only conf- the first confirmed game is December thirty first at Redbird Arena against Northern Iowa, but there all there is a slate of unconfirmed um, non conference games that's supposed to start November twenty fifth at Northern mm-hmm. Illinois. But yeah. I think we've seen that with other teams and just around the area that the people are just dropping out of these tournaments pretty and then just joining new ones pretty fast. So that could honestly change. Um, but then they're supposed to play Tulsa at, on November twenty eighth. Um, day in at home on December 2nd, St. Xavier on December 6th at home again, and then Western Illinois away December 3rd, St. Louis December 20th at Roberta Arena, and then right after that is when conference is supposed to start. Um, 
yeah, I think, like I said, they'll definitely. I think they'll definitely finish above that fifth pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to something else, a different ISU team, the men's basketball team. To be honest, there's a lot less to be hopeful for for this team. Sadly. Yeah, and most in the MVC said that in the preseason polls. They picked them ninth, which Oof. I can't argue with yeah, it. They're, that's 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 just that's such a bummer, you know. I mean, you know, you you look at what happened last season. That was tough, and then coming into this season, it's just they've had a lot of ups and downs, and I think. The latest bummer was Keith Fisher third yeah. dropping out. You know that was who they expected to be the leader and you know the only like senior for that team. So yeah, Fisher opting out a little over a week ago definitely hurt. Um, he was going to be their leader. He was the only senior on that team. He was one of five upperclassmen. Now there's only four. Mm-hmm. Um, only four returning players. Yeah. Um, the only one upperclassman is a returning player in Dedrick Boyd. And the other three are transfers. So I'm honestly, I don't know who's going to lead this team. Some people are saying DJ Horn. Other people are saying maybe Antonio Reeves. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying Boyd. But I don't know that any of them are ready to lead this team yet. And I think that that they could really struggle early on. Um, it's interesting. I was actually I was actually talking to Abdul Injai yesterday, and um, he was just saying about um, how despite the ups and downs that they've had before the season start he's he's looking forward to them um doing great things and is willing to step up to that senior role he's willing to listen to coach Mueller and anything that he has to do to help them win games so he's he's looking pretty optimistic so you know hoping that some of those senior standouts like you mentioned DJ Horn um Antonio Reeves hopefully some of those uh, returners can you know step up to the plate you know it just it reminds me of um I'm a Bulls fan, and so it reminds me of a few years ago uh, watching the Bulls when they had Derrick Rose, Joe Keem, uh, Carlos Boozer, the whole bench mob, and they struggled with injuries, and, you know, it was always that next man up mentality that Coach Tibbs always uh, pushed into them. And so I think that's a mentality that, that they're definitely going to need heading into this season with so many uncertainties and, once again, basically a whole new team. Yeah, I mean, last year we talked about how ISU didn't have many returners. They had four returning players, I believe. This year they also have four returning players, and they actually have less experience this year in these returners. They have no seniors. Um, last year they had J.C. Hills. Well, he wasn't a returner, actually, but they had Zach Copeland as a returner. Um, they had Chastain and mm-hmm. Bruniga as returners who have both retired due to injuries. Yep. Uh, which is understandable. Ch- Chastain is actually like helping the team. He's like being an advisor, basically. And that's um, good. That's yeah, awesome. that's good. He'll he, it'll be good for him to be around them and give them some advice. Um, but at, besides, as core general grows, like we were talking about just a minute ago, um, I haven't even thought of Abdu as being a leader. But I could definitely see him stepping up. He's been in this program mm-hmm. for. This is his... I think he said third year. Yeah, this is his third year in the program. Yeah. He, was, he redshirted his first year, played last year, and mm-hmm. this will be his redshirt sophomore year. I could actually see him stepping up. Yeah. He, he definitely came up big for ISU late defensively. He Dan Muller was uh, pretty pretty confident in him down the run. He got had 31 blocks, easily led the team, 13 mm-hmm. steals, and pretty limited time, only averaged 11 minutes. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of him until you brought him up, but he could definitely be a leader. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I was thinking about, too, was, 
because I know they don't really have much of a much of a longer season comparison to last season because they mostly have the Valley Conference, and I think the only confirmed non-conference games are Ball State, Chicago State, and Ohio State, mm-hmm. and so that's also kind of frustrating too because because they are such a young, pretty much a new team, young team. They're going to need that time to build that chemistry and need those games to uh, develop it more, develop, you know, just the flow and togetherness on that team. So just kind of having a shorter season in comparison to the past. I think that's going to be kind of tough for them too. Yeah, I think it will for sure. Plus they don't really have a preseason this year. They usually play two exhibition games, um, nothing this year. Um, they had shorter practice time. They had to shut down for two weeks because half their team had COVID. Yeah. Uh, I mean, half their team was still able to practice, but that's because they they pretty much all had it in the earlier parts of the year. Um, but that doesn't help them. Yeah, it doesn't help. You need I, everybody. I'm really – I could see I, – I don't want to say it, but I could see ISU being the 10th team in the MVC. By yeah. The time it's all said and done. Evansville isn't much better, but I I don't – I don't see ISU getting yeah. any wins on the road again. They had one win on the road last year. Mm-hmm. They've had oh, that I think, five the last three years. <coughs> um, yeah, I I don't think ISU because without winning, like people say, you want to win like seventy five percent of your games at home and then be five hundred on the road mm-hmm. to really be successful. Yeah, I just don't see that being remotely possible. Even if ISU does get that seventy five percent wins at home, they. There's no way they win on the road, especially in the Valley. It's really yeah. hard to win on the road it's in the Valley for some so reason. hard. It's so hard. And it honestly doesn't help because, like, their first game is Ohio State, who's, like, oh, yeah. third in a Big Ten conference. So it's like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, and I was just look, looking at, too, you know, just some of the freshman guys that they have coming in, like Austin Andrews and Josiah Strong, for example. Um you know, they're freshmen, so obviously they need time to really get into the program of what Dan uh, Muller has going here. But I, I do think that they will, you know, could grow to be good pieces for the team. I think that, yeah, I do, I do think that both of them show great potential. Still uncertain about how it'll turn out as far as the performance for the whole team this year. But, yeah, I think that, you know, with more growth and more um, mentorship that, that they'll get there, they'll eventually become good pieces for the team. Yeah, um, there's a couple intriguing players on this team. Uh, Dusan Maharaj and Alex Kotov stand out to me, both 6'10". Mm. Both will really help ISU in the paint. Last yeah. year, ISU got beaten nearly, I think they won maybe two games in the paint, scoring mm-hmm. and rebounding. Yeah. Um, they've got some more size this year, though. they got Alex Kotov at 6'10", Dusan Maharaj at 6'10". Um, Cy Chapman comes in at 6'8". Yeah, that'll definitely come in clutch for them. Yeah, the Austin paint. Andrews. I he I don't know if he'll see much playing time with at the depth they have it for it as a freshman, but mm-hmm. he's also a six nine freshman. He could do a lot. Um, and then Abdul, I expect him to do a lot too, especially mm-hmm. defensively. Um, hopefully, he'll make a step forward offensively too, because he could he didn't really do much offensively last year. Um, but I don't think that was his focus when he was going into oh, the no. games. He was trying to get offensive rebounds. and Yeah, because you had, like, Copeland and, you know, Hillsman and them yeah. kind of taking care of that. End. But, you yeah. Your, you had more important scores last year. Um, what else should we talk about? 
Um, but I know D- DJ Horn is oh, dealing DJ with Horn it. Is this year, uh, yeah. I, think. I hope he hopefully he comes back from the injury, you know, and be able to deliver because I know I'm definitely looking forward to him, um, being that you know, that next man up and delivering offensively and being a leader for this team. Like, you know, and Muller talked about too, you know, believing in him and trusting him to be the leader that he can be. DJ averaged. 8.7 points a game. That's the leading score coming back for ISU. The only two above him were Hillsman and Copeland, who graduated. Yeah. Um, he did even better in Missouri Valley Conference play. He averaged 11.3 points over MVC play. Um, he just got better as the season went along. And I think he's really going to be a star at ISU. I hope he doesn't ever leave. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like we shouldn't have to say that, but I feel like it's a concern at this point with how ISU's program has been the last couple of years that yeah, our good players could leave. Like the last few months, honestly. Oh, yeah, the last few <laughs> months. I mean, not necessarily in basketball, but in our football, we had a ton. Oh, I, yeah. Especially right now. I feel like if there's any incentive to change schools, they could, and I don't want him to change schools. No. I think by the time his senior year comes around, I think he could compete for the Larry Bird Trophy. Yeah. He just did so much last year as a freshman. And even before he was scoring, uh, Muller was raving about defensively what he was doing early on. Um, yeah, but um, I think that's pretty much all we have for you on men's and women's basketball. Um, I'm going to run through a qu- couple quick news stuff. Um, high school golfer Alex McCullough signed a national letter intent on – Wednesday? No, that was actually Tuesday. Sorry, I got my dates wrong. Um, for those of you who are going to miss sitting in ISU, at ISU games, you're kind of in luck. They're allowing cardboard cutouts for games. I know, super exciting. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think many people are going to buy that, to be honest. Super no. fans, though. There are some yeah. ISU super fans that oh, yeah. like that. But, um, uh. ISU opted out of the Golden Window Classic and joined Ohio State's little tournament they have. Besides Ohio State, it's not really clear who else is playing. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have. Make sure to follow along with all news and sports news at vedetteonline.com. Follow um, the underscore vedette on Twitter and vedette underscore sports on Twitter. Follow me at Jake Summersheim on Twitter. What's your Twitter? My Twitter is my first name, Darnisha, and M. Okay, all right. Um, That's all we have for you. Stay hoppers.